Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, we thank you again for allowing us to come into your presence this evening. Lord, I'd like to talk a little bit more about what we discussed last night. And Father, to give it a little bit of clarification. Because there, Lord, there's a very important teaching that you have there in the way of Asher and the way of Levi. And I would like to clarify that tonight, as if you might understand. Also, I'd like to clarify, last night when I talked about the wine, I mentioned it's of the regeneration. But when they talk about the fruit of the wine, the, the grape itself and so on, the making of it, that is the way of understanding, which is the third spirit. And grape represents the third spirit. You can see this in your teaching in Deuteronomy 8.8, 8, where it talks about there's the wheat, the barley, the 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 grape, really, you say, of the vine. And then the fig tree and then the, the pomegranate. And then you have the olive oil and the honey. People understand that the fig tree is the council because the words of God and the teachings that we have came from your instructions that you've given to your people of Israel. And from them, we have the scriptures which have that instruction. And you warned, a very interesting thing you did with the fig tree, dear Lord, was when you were in your last year, when you were going to the uh, timing, dear Lord, of the of the crucifixion, on that very first day, you came and the, the young fig tree, the young fig tree, in normal standards, we would not even expect that fig tree to have almonds, or excuse me, to have figs, <laughs> certainly wouldn't have almonds, but we wouldn't expect it to have figs. And you cursed it for not being prepared for your coming. And Lord, that's a very important teaching to us because you did that for a very important purpose. The purpose was they should be ready for the very beginning because as soon as you come to the city on your way, you will curse those who are not prepared with fruit. Those who do not have your words because you told them in John seventeen seventeen, they must be set apart by truth, which is the word of God. And the word of God is different than our words. You know, God says his words, or he says his ways and his thoughts are not like ours. They are higher than ours. The law of the world, as we're going to discuss a little bit tonight, is made on what they call divine law. But it's made in the words of the world. It's in the languages of the world, and it has evil intent. They've twisted all the meanings, and they've destroyed it. We must understand that your words are higher than those words. Your law is higher than their words, their law. In fact, you make and decide who has dominion. And beginning with the first day of winter, I believe this year, they no longer have the right of any dominion. The world has no right to dominion, and you're going to take it away from them in the wintertime. Because you said you're going to take it away for a season and a time. A time is seven years. So we know that it's going to be taken away from them now. 
And we shouldn't be chasing after understanding their divine law. It's, it's good to understand it. Don't get me wrong on that. I, I'm sorry for making that statement. But it's not good to believe that that is the answer. Because you must understand what overcomes that. There's not enough time for the people of the world to go after changing their divine law when it's of the world. It's an engraved law. It's written. God's laws is written in the mind and in the heart. And in the heart is where it begins. And you have to desire it in your stomach. And like you say, you have to have the compassion for it in your bowels. And that is a very important factor in this teaching. What I want to point out tonight is there's two different answers to teaching the people that we must come understanding. We see, you make it very clear in, in Revelation 7 where, when you're sealing the uh, 144,000. And you pick as the fourth ones you seal, you seal Asher, who was the eighth son. But you're going to give Levi, you sealed him in the eighth tribe position, regeneration. And this is the third son. The third son. And it's very interesting what instructions you gave to them in the blessings that Jacob spoke and that um, also Moses spoke and they've really come true I went over the Asher last night I'd like to clarify for the people the difference between Asher and Levi tonight see Asher is going to be favored by his brothers and Jesus tells us in Luke 21 I think it's 21 yeah, no, excuse me, Luke 8, 20 to 21. He says, he was, um, in verse 21, let's just look at that. He replied to them, they said when, when the people told him that his mother and his brothers have come, because they had been hearing that the people are very upset with him, the government and all of them, and they're going to come and kill him. And, and he ignored that. He didn't go with them. He, he said in verse, let me read 20 and 21, you'll understand what I'm saying. He was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. But he replied, my, brother, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and carry it out. Now, that is a very in interesting thing to say to your mother. And that's why people say that they are brothers and sisters in Christ and all these things. But that's not the definition that the Lord gives. I hear people saying, I'm brother, this and that, and I'm sister, this and that, and all the time. And that's all nice. Intent is right. The understanding is completely wrong. Let me define what a mother, I mean, a sister or brother is. Jesus just defined it. He who hears the word of God, the set apart words that are higher than our earthly words. Well, you know, there's people calling themselves apostles. See, there was rabbis in the days of Jesus' time who were totally destroying the law, and they crucified him. And where were they from? The tribe of Levi. What does the tribe of Levi say in here? Now, let, let, me, let me stop before I go to talk about Levi. Let me go back again and read Matthew 12, 46 to 50. It's the same story as Luke 8, 21, 20 to 21. And you'll hear a different meaning the Lord says. 
So you begin to understand the relationship between the word and the will of God. See, he says here, while he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? See, now he's talking to them in the pure language of the kingdom of heaven, not in their earthly languages. And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and says, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father is heaven, in heaven is my brother and, and sister and mother. See, the mother is the words of wisdom. The woman, she's the words, the wisdom that carries out all the works of God that has the full measure of the Spirit in her. Psalm, uh, Proverbs 1, 20 to 22 tells you that uh, the woman speaks her words, calls them out in all the cities and so on. That's the mother that he's talking about because God made us and he made us in his image, which is what? Male and female. What is the male? The, the, the God himself and the female part of that is the wisdom, the words. It's not that he made them gay. He made them wise. He put the words in us. He activated those words that he'd put in us before he planted the heavens. And so we were able to grow in knowledge. He gave authority that we could grow in knowledge. Adam and Eve had the authority. They lost it. He took it away from them in the garden. They didn't get it back till Genesis 4 and the birth of Enosh. Then when, when uh, Enosh was born, what did they do? They were able to um, begin calling the words. Amos, let me look at Genesis 4, 26 here real quickly. Um, let me get that right. It's been a while since I looked at that particular scripture. Uh, I want to read it. Because he says, um, Seth, and as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enish. Then man began to call on the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is what? Revelation 19, 11, 13. The name of the Lord is that hidden word of God. They began to seek it out. It's those who hear the word and, you know, what is hearing? What is faith? Faith is, um, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You don't hear unless you hear the words of God. You're not of God unless you hear the words of God, John eight forty seven. You don't love him unless you hear his words, John uh, 4, 23 to 24, or 14, 23 to 24. Okay. Now, let me point out something else in the scripture here. He says, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand to his disciples and said, here are my mother uh, and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, of my father in heaven, is my brother and sister and mother. Of my father in heaven, his words, his thoughts are not like ours. His ways, his words, his thoughts not like ours. Same words, but they're understood with the ways and thoughts of God. Higher than ours, higher than our earthly languages. That's why he says the, the waters as a, in Revelation seventeen fifteen is the peoples, nations, multitudes, and the waters. Excuse me. People, the waters are the peoples, the nations, the multitudes, and their tongues, which is the languages they speak. But God has a language, a pure language in heaven. Look at Zephaniah 3, 9. It's a pure language. Pure language is only one language. That's the one that the Lord speaks. 
That's why he says that the words are the one shepherd. He's the only one who came down from heaven to bring the words to us. He only has the one authority. He came to bear witness to the words of God. Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, John 3, 26 to 36, and John 18, 37 testifies he did do that. So, I, I just want to point out, the will of the Father, though ever do the will of the Father. What is the will of the Father? The will of the Father is that we hear the words. Jesus said the work of the Father is that we hear him whom he sent. He sent with the words, Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, the words of God that are higher than our words. And I want to show you that's very important for us to understand. I, I try to hammer this home all the time. You must get that understanding that if you understand there are words and then you turn to him, then, because you cannot receive the words or authority to speak the words till you ask of him. And then he will pour out his spirit upon you and cause you to begin to know him. People want, you know, they hear the words, they see the list of the words, but they have no clue what it really means. Because you cannot get the, uh, the understanding in your mind. It'll be all confusion until you get authority to receive the knowledge. And the Lord gives you that authority. Proverbs one twenty three, John fourteen fifteen to 17 says the spirit of truth, which is the helper that the Lord sent, cannot enter us until we set ourselves apart from the world by understanding that there are words higher than the words of the world. And what does that mean? God's words are never ending, which means his law is never ending. Anything he speaks with his word, as he says in Isaiah 55, 11, goes forward and never comes back to him void. But none of the laws of man, none of the languages of man have eternal life. We will speak in the pure language of the kingdom of heaven because when we use those same words in, in our common language, when we start to talk, but we understand it in our heart with those words and we have no darkness in us and we're only wanting to do the works of God, the will of God, then those words have power and authority because we've been granted that because we couldn't even reach that point if the Lord didn't give us authority to get it. But if we utilize those words wrongly, we'll lose our garment. If we lose our garment, he tells us we'll be cast out of the pit. Okay, I just want to point that out. That's, that's very important for us to understand that concept of what is a brother. A brother is, and a mother, the mother is symbolic. A mother prepares the house. She, she is preparing the house for her children. She's setting up everything so that they can learn the words. And those disciples, he's saying, what did he say about them? He, he says that, uh, he says, here are my mother and my brothers. He's talking to his disciples because he's making known the words to them. And they're following him and doing the will of God at that time. But his mother and his brothers had come to him that day to try to take him home because they had heard that people were trying to kill him and that people were angry about what he was teaching. But he was out there doing the work of the God. And as long as he's doing the work of the God, they cannot stop that message. It will get completed. And we're in the day of the Lord and it can't not stop. It will get completed. It will be done. Because the words have been opened, they've been received, they've been made known. And they're being talked about. And the people are going to have a compel, uh, like the Lord said, he's going to cause in Luke 14, 15 to 24, there's going to be a compelling event. And those who've had the opportunity to receive the words and refuse to receive the words will not be able to receive the words after that because it tells you they will not taste of his food, which is the words of God. They will not be able to get it. They're going to be, you know, they may not die. He's going to, like he tells you in um the fourth seal judgment, he's going to allow one fourth of all the people to be destroyed on earth because they've rejected these words and they've stampled upon them and they've done all this evil work to the people. 
Think about all the people that made the GMOs, all the people doing the chemtrails, all the people doing abortions, all the people doing all these evil works. That is going to be of the ones God is going to have destroyed. If they do not repent and come out of that, their sin is going to weigh on them and they'll find themselves being of that one-fourth. It's the counsel of God. They thought they had wisdom. They thought they had you know, all this understanding. And they're going to see what the, the counsel of God. That's why it's one-fourth. He's going to bear witness to his counsel from the beginning. One-fourth. That's 1.75 billion people are going to be destroyed very quickly. Probably before April. Because it's going to be in the winter season that God destroys this beast kingdom and people that go with him. And that's what the fourth seal says. One-fourth of all the people on the earth, that's 1.75 billion people plus, are going to be allowed to be destroyed by God because he's so angry. He said in Zephaniah 3.8 that he's coming with his fiery wrath and jealousy. What is jealousy? His jealousy is the words of God. They would refuse to hear his message. And he's coming for that. Now, let's look down here at, at uh, Levi's blessing. Come on, mouse. I'm trying to get my mouse to move here. <clears throat> Levi is very important for us to understand this because it said, you know, in Moses, or excuse me, Jacob combined Simeon and Levi because they created the trouble so many times for them. He said they hamstrung an ox. Let me, let me just read it, okay? Simeon and Levi are brothers. Instruments of cruelty are in their dwelling place. Let my, my soul enter their council. Let not my honor be united to their assembly. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they hamstrung an ox. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Now, please understand, he's saying that they're brothers, and they are brothers physically. But he's also saying they're brothers in earthly languages. Not in God's language, because he, Jacob, who had the words of God, didn't want to have any part of theirs. Don't let him hand, come into my dwelling place. What's in his dwelling place is the tent. The tent is the house of God, where the words are kept. He doesn't want their words, their evilness, their cruelty to come in. Levi redeemed himself, the tribe of Levi, when they had the, the plague with the and a guy went and threw the spear through him. And also, they did not take part in, in the building of the golden uh, uh, cow, the calf. So they didn't take part in that. So that Levi was set apart, and, and they were forgiven for that. And they were given this uh, testimony of Deuteronomy 33, 8 to 11, which is the prophecy of the prophetic word of God that went through Moses. It says, and of Levi, he said, let your thumb and and your urim be with your holy one, whom you tested at Massa, and with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah, who says of his father and mother, I have not seen them, and nor did he acknowledge his brother, brothers or know his own children, for they observed your word and kept your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your judgments and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and a whole burnt sacrifice on the altar. Blessed his, bless his substance, Lord, and accept the work of his hands. Strike the loins of those who rise against him and of those who hate him, and that they may not rise again. Now, please understand, the first part of this, which was Jacob's, 
they did this again at the time of uh, Jesus. All the Levite preachers and, and you know so many of them, their anger and their cursing and their know-it-all attitude, as Jesus told them, you guys have perverted the law. You've made it to no avail. And that's why they were, the kingdom was taken away from them, Matthew 21, 43 to 44. And obviously, by the destruction of the temple, and they're taking all these people off. And, you know, so many of these people got uh, impaled on stakes and set on fire by Nimrod because he loved fire. And he lit their garden. He lit his garden. He lit his highway with bodies every night. Let them burn. He didn't mind. He, and it was very much like King Sigmund in the, in the Middle East, and I mean, in, the, in Europe, in the mid you know, I guess it was like 1400s or 1500s or whatever it was, that they ruled. You know, he's called, uh, that one guy is called Count uh, uh, Vlade Vasquez, whatever his name is, Count of Dracula. But it's interesting that, you know, Prince Charles bought his summer home like, why would you buy something so cursed? This guy did this evil works like this and order the dragon and so forth. It shows you. I mean, look at the dragons in London. You can see how evil those people are. They have no concept. They have a concept, but they don't have any love for God. They have their own love of power that they're trying to put together, and they're about to be destroyed. Okay, what I want to point out here is that they did all that evil work. But God has appointed them to come back, and they're going to be, you know, he's going to make a remnant come out of them. Right now, he's angry with all of them. He says, you know, consider that the Levite troop, the people, the Levites, were the ones that are supposed to be teachers. How many of these Levite minister, uh, rabbis told the people to go into the work camps of Hitler because, you know, these are just work camps. They'll come out okay. How many gave that that instruction? How many today of the Gentile shepherds are signed up with DHS and FEMA, even though the testimony of DHS, and I've testified, it is of the Crown Trust. It doesn't report for America. It doesn't work for America. And it's it was founded on lies and deception back in 2002 when they, they had the hearings in Congress. It was all a bunch of lies. I testified to meetings I was in before those announcements were even made to the public that was set up by the president. And people are, you know, not, now they're wanting to get fake news. They, get, they call fake news. They don't want the truth being made known. They want to control the people and be able to shut them up so the truth doesn't get spread. I got news for you. You don't have any authority to do that as of December, I mean, with the first day of winter. Your authority is totally stripped. You already don't have authority because God is appointed by the Lord to be your king at this time. And if you go by the scriptures, you should not be following them. You should not be doing anything that the Crown Trust tells you to do. But as of December 21st or whenever the winter, first day of winter is, they no longer have any authority at all. And the law, the divine law that's set up on the Roman system that the Vatican is overseeing, uh, actually the Vatican is just a conduit. It's the Crown Trust overseeing it, using the Vatican and the Pope and all their assemblies and the Vatican Bank and all that other stuff. It's all set up as evil ways of works, and they're going to be destroyed for it. And they have no power. The Pope has no power to even speak a word at the first day of winter. As of the first day of winter, the Pope 
because and look at the bliss and the rest of it. He's of the world, and he has no authority at all to be even speaking to the people because he has no authority to speak on the word of God. So he cannot bless anybody. If he blesses, he will be you know it's it's a curse upon him of death. He needs to understand that. He knows the scriptures. He should know the scriptures. The season is the winter season. He tells you very clearly this thing in Matthew 24, uh, 20, and Mark 13, 18. They should understand that. They're in great trouble at this time. Now, I've explained, uh, I want to go over that one thing with the wine. The the grapes is the third, uh, I mean, the grapes and the vine is the third spirit. It works with the third spirit, the understanding. But, the the Lord says he's going to change the water into wine, meaning they're going to have understanding. Knowledge is going to increase, Daniel 12, 4. But what is that knowledge that they're going to increase of? It's going to be of his eternal plan, the, the regeneration, which is the eighth. And Levi is the third son. He's going to teach what he says here, the Lord is telling him, is that he's going to teach his judgments and he's going to teach your law. See, the law, they're going to be teaching the way of the words at this time because they're going to get the words. They're going to understand it. They're going to begin to teach. Finally, they're going to do this. But you'll notice that Asher is going to be doing the counsel of the Lord. He's going to be working with the people to understand all these things and deal with these people of the world under punishment and all those kind of things. But Levi is going to teach the judgment, teach the law. Judgments as how to avoid the curse of God and to get the blessing. You know, the way of the law is that there's cursings and blessings. And judgments are set appointed times, like he says, the day of judgment. He's going to teach the knowledge of what's about to happen. These things are going to be done. All this is going to work together with Ishikar and Naphtali and all these things are working together, all these blessings. These are very important for these times. You can see the difference between Asher and the difference between Levi. Let me give you a good example of this. The See, the way of the Lord with the food and so forth is very interesting. The Lord is going to make the people walk in the way of the pure language, even when they're under punishment. Because their words, their law is going to be destroyed. Even when they're set apart, they're going to be under the law of God and they're not going to have the laws of divine laws, the admiralty law, the common court. All the judges, all the lawyers are committing sin now and they're going to be all held accountable for the sin. All these things that they're doing are sin. For example, when you go into a court, you're not walking into a court like you think you're walking into. You're walking into deception. They want to make you believe that they have the authority to do what they're doing, but they're not actually that. They are tricking you because they're you're being deceived. Like your birth certificate is this thing that represents a legal fiction. It's not you. If you're a living being, a son of God, that's not you. And also, as people have clarified, even in their system, People are making it known that you don't have your last name or the middle name and the rest of that. That's that what's on that birth certificate, which is this illegal person. If you go back to the Bible, it is Joseph. It is Jesus, son of this, son of that. But they're also the son of God. He tells you in John ten thirty two to 37, if you receive the words, you're no longer of this world. You are like a little God. 
you're now a son of God, even though you were birthed by a father here on earth, and you're a son of him, but now you're also a son of God. And they have no authority over the son of God when Jesus is reigning. And your name is your first name. So that is your name. You you see this in the Bible continuously. They have added this deception onto the legal system, what they call legal. You know, it should be a law system. But they've made these words up that they twist meanings that you don't know. And you don't even know that these other, uh, like birth certificates, that there's more than one. You don't even know they exist because you don't ask. It's like nobody asks about the words of God. How did he make the creation by words? What are those words? They don't ask. How are you going to know if you don't ask? Jesus says, ask, knock, and you shall find. He tells us if we will turn to him and seek his words is what he's saying in Proverbs 123 because he just talked about the wisdom's always calling out of words. How long are you going to be in naivety? How, are you going to, how long are you going to be naive and walk in naivety? And then he says, but if you will turn, if you will hear these words and then call on me, I will pour out my spirit upon you and cause you to know my words. It's like the verse to be, we don't ask. They don't want, you have to ask in the right way in their language because they're operating in an earthly language that they haven't taught in the schools. And all these judges and all these people know this. There are videos on the internet. You can look it up and there's videos there that show this kind of thing happening in a courtroom. And the judge can't answer it. The judge threatens, which is sin, by the way. He knows he's not authority. All these judges know they do not have authority to act in the way they act. The common law that they're talking about is commercial law. You know, and all these things are evil. So when they do these things, they're making sin and they're going to be punished for it. They are in this is the time of judgment. This separation judgment is coming. That's what this war is all about. God is bringing this war, allowing this war. It's Ezekiel 38 war. It's the war. Of the and, and interesting is that when I was working with these people, they told me this is religious war. It's not Muslims against Christians. It's against God. They're trying to overthrow God's law by implementing their version, which they believed they could do, but it failed the minute the words were open. Because when the words are open, it cannot be closed back up. Because God, the Father, caused them to receive on earth, and they are now going to be judged by the words because they've been testified to on the earth. And the times, an understanding of the times, which are made known by his words, because we're going to be judged by his words, John twelve forty eight, are there. So the, all these things are sins upon these people. Read Hebrews 10, 26 to 27. It says, this is willful sins will be punished by the full measure of the wrath of God. They are going to be punished. Every judge, every lawyer, every prosecutor, every clerk of court, all these people keeping the book records, all those taking the footprints on the birth certificate things that they do in their children, do to the children, and then lie and give them this fictitious person that they operate under. Instead of operating under their real name, see, they go by their first name. You see, Queen Elizabeth. There's reasons they do that. Pope Francis. See, they're not going by all that because they are consider themselves under divine law. They're set apart. They actually are on the land. All of us are on the sea. They consider all of us to be on the sea. Jesus said, come to the land. Come to the knowledge of truth. That You, you know, when, you, when Jesus' law, his words reign on the earth, all these laws of man are done. They're finished. 
as of winter, and they can't change the winter coming. They can't change it. When the winter comes, they have no longer any right to have any court. Every judge that sits in judgment after on the first day of winter and on have are committing themselves a, a situation where they're doing willful sin that will be punished by God by wrath. They better come out quickly. Read the scriptures. You know, their whole law system is admiralty law system, but it's backed by this thing called divine law that the Catholic Church has set up, and they utilize the Catholic Church for it. The Crown Trust runs the world. They run the Vatican and all that, but they utilize this system called divine law. And that's why they use first names. And they consider themselves living beings, and they don't have to report to the laws of the world. They don't have to report to the courts. They don't have to do any of these things. People bring them in the courts and the rest of it, it's useless. <clears throat> you can't overcome them by that way. And so when you bring them to the knowledge of truth at this time, what are they going to do? They're going to create martial law. And the preachers are trying to help them do this. But don't understand, all those who assist these people are going to be destroyed. Let's look at something. In Revelation 18, it's telling you very clearly this truth. See, the when you read eleven to twenty or eleven to uh, seven, or excuse me, eleven to fourteen, what it's telling you there is that this is the things they've done. He says the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her. Oh, let me go back. Let me just read this thing. In Revelation eighteen nine to ten, it says the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her, with the harlot. In her city, which is the city is a way of life, a unlawful system that's controlling the whole world right now is a way of life that they've kept. All the kings worked with her. All the leaders of the nation signed the law of the sea treaty, giving the queen the ownership of the oceans. We are considered to be a ship on the sea or of a ship on the sea. Let's put it that way. Nothing but a, uh, you know, that was our real person. We're just nothing. We're just a... Uh, a dead person walking. They, they actually treat us as dead people. We don't have any rights. We think we have rights. We have no rights under their law system. And the judges know all this stuff. And there's attorney generals everywhere. They have to understand this, and they hide it. They don't want the people to know because under their pact that they sign, the Crown Trust will kill them if they reveal it. So they have to be very careful about what they reveal. Anyway, it's saying here, and lived luxuriously with her will, uh, with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. I've explained. We are in the last hour of the night. During the last hour of the night, John 9, 4, 5, Luke seventeen thirty four tells us this is when they are overthrown. See, Babylon was declared to be destroyed from the beginning of the day of the Lord when the words are open. Because once the words are open, they can't shut them, and Babylon is destroyed. See, the, the light coming into the world, the entrance of his words gives light. That came with the promise of God that when he opened those words, Babylon was going to be destroyed. So the queen and all of them have been living on borrowed time. They don't have any authority to overcome this. They will be destroyed. Daniel 7, 11 to 12 is this beast's kingdom, the fifth one. It is going to be completely destroyed. All those who follow this queen and all those who follow the, the Rothschild family and the Soros family and the Bush family and all these families are going to be destroyed. 
I recommend that the queen and all of them repent quickly before they are destroyed. They have an opportunity yet. The Lord has not issued a judgment decree. If they're smart, they will understand the way of the men of Nineveh and repent quickly of all their sins they've done. Nineveh did terrible sins. But these people are getting prepared to do even worse sins than Nineveh. Now, I'm saying to them, turn, repent, come out. You have a chance. But if you do not, you have the promise of God, in Hebrews 10, 26, 27, that his wrath will come on you for your willful sins. And this is willful sin. Uh, all this fake court systems, all the fake currencies, all this, you know, it's like Congress is considered to be a ship. It's, it's set up as a corporation. It's on a ship by itself, the Constitution and all this stuff. They do these things. They're ships. And what does the Lord say? That, see, we don't understand that stuff, but you go in a courtroom, it's, it's like a court dock on a ship dock. That's what it's set up like. And this is all visible. This has been testified by many people, but nobody will listen. Just like they won't ask for God to understand the words that are higher than these words, because his words are everlasting, everlasting, and they overtop of all these things. And God will defend those people who come out and follow him. Understand, he says, do not love your life here to death. But as of the first day of winter, these people are in great trouble. Because he tells you he's going to rule for season and time, Daniel 7, 12. And the season is the winter season. He identifies it in several places. When Father intervenes and, and does the manifestation of the separation judgment, it will happen in the wintertime, but we don't know what day. However, he will defend his people. And he will cause these people to come in. But understand that there's a great destruction coming. Because it has authority. Death in Hades has authority to kill 1.75 billion people. One-fourth of the people on the earth at this time. God is fed up. This is the time of judgment. This is like they said they'll forget about uh, Egypt this time, the scriptures say. They'll remember this time. Because this is like that. And this beast kingdom is done. It is about to be destroyed. They have no, you know, they either submit to God or be destroyed completely. And I don't think they're going to submit. I've met some of these people at the highest levels, and they're very arrogant. And they absolutely believe they can overcome all these things. They even said they can delay the Lord coming to destroy the Antichrist. They can delay the Antichrist. <laughs> no, they can't. It's on a set time. It's a time of times and a uh, half time. They can't change that. They think they can, but they cannot change it. And it started when his words were open. Zechariah 14, 7. <clears throat> so we know that. Now let me talk about this. It says, the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linens and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of precious wood, bronze, iron, marble, and cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and bodies and souls of men. See, they trade in the bodies and souls of men. I've told you this. When you have a birth certificate representing an illegal person, in other words, a fictitious person, it's not you. You think it's representing you. It's not you. Your, your record of live birth represented you, but you need to get that back. But they're not going to give it to you in time to avoid the winter. You got the winter coming. So you got to go to a higher level. You got to go to the fact that they don't have any right to any rule. And all of their words that they have recorded are all engraven images. They're written. 
God says he's not going to have written law. It's going to be written on our hearts. He's going to cause us to understand. That's what happens during the time of the beginning of the morning, beginning of April. He's going to teach his people his words so that they can be washed clean. John 15, 3, washed by the water of the words. Ephesians 5, 25, 27. You can't be raptured until you're clean. People think the rapture is going to save them. No. If you don't come out and get his words, you're going to go into the punishment. There are going to be many prophets, many healers, many um, people that cast out demons, Matthew 7, 21 to 23, that are going to be cast out from him. He warns them in Revelation 6, 14 to 22. He's going to vomit them out of their mouth. He's given them words. He's given them all these things, but they will not hear. They're so convinced that their message is so pure, but they don't even ask simple questions. Lord, if you made the creation by your words, what are those words? Lord, if your words are going to last forever, what are those words? Why don't ours last forever? Why don't we ask these kind of simple questions that a child of age 12 would surely ask if, you, if he even understood anything about this because the parents haven't taught anything in their households about the words of God. They're required to, Deuteronomy 6, 4, 9, Deuteronomy 11, 8, and 21. He made it a law to all parents in Psalms 78, 1 to 8. But people aren't listening. And therefore, they think they're ready. But I want to point out, when you go on down here, it says the fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you. See, they, people are believing in the system of the world. They're trying to progress. They're trying to get the fancy home. They're trying to get long life. They're trying to do all these things. But, you know, it's, it's coming back. on the. I, I told you the FDA was established in 1948 to destroy the nutritional value of the food so that the people would die earlier. And we have allowed that. The preachers have allowed that. Preachers have not done anything about the fact they knew these things. There's been many testimonies about the court system and all this. And they said, well, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, they, they said the same thing with, with Samuel's sons. Instead of asking, come to Samuel and say, Samuel, you know your sons are really bad. They're going to leave us with this. We need God to straighten this out. We need a revival. We need him to touch these two young men and change their lives. Instead, no, they said, oh, let us have a king like that in the world. Let's go back to Egypt. That's the kind of attitude they had. I've warned you about the people that they're putting in charge. Trump's bringing in. Nothing's changing. It's getting worse. These people are set to do tremendously evil things. The Lord warns us. They've been preparing for a long, long time. Ezekiel 38. But he said they cannot come until he allows them. See, the Lord has got that hook in their jawbone, and they will not come out. They're going to have to hear, like it says, the king in the news, uh, Daniel eleven forty three to 45, tells you that the king of the north, which is the king of the world. The north means the world. It's, a, it's the area inside of firmament, all of it. And that's the world. And what he's saying, the firmament's not the dome that's over the earth. It's much bigger than that. That's just the, like the symbolic of the hand of God. It's like a cloud covering. God's truth is always with us. What he's telling us here, and understand, we go on here. Let me read on, on here. It says, the merchants of these things who became rich by her will stand at a distance. And um, they will, for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. They stole all the gold and silver, and they've taken it away from the people. They're doing it constantly. 
For in one hour, such great witches came to nothing. See, there's only one season left. And God reigns, the Lord reigns beginning in April. This should be that year according to every testimony and because of the time schedule given in the Bible. So when that happens, they're not going to have anything. That's saying that their their wealth is going to come to nothing by April. The queen, with all of her trillions of hidden dollars, zillions of dollars of Rothschilds and her, have hidden away for themselves, worthless. All the gold and silver they've stolen, all the treasures, all the palaces, all the underground cities, all the aircraft that nobody knows about, the secret stuff. All this is going to come to nothing. Nothing. In less than, what is that, four months away? This is December. It's coming April. Wow. We're so close. He says, every shipmaster, now this is what's important. All these governments are set up where the, like their Congress and so forth is considered a ship. It's incorporated as a corporation, as a ship on the sea. All the shipmasters, all these congressmen, all these heads of the Congress, all these government officials, the cabinets and all those things, all of them are set up as shipmasters in the legal system of the world. And the Lord saw this. In the days of John, uh, John the Apostle, and he's saying here, every shipmaster, all who traveled by ships, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance. Please understand that all of us are treated as like we are ships on the sea or servants to a ship on the sea. You know, they don't consider the land. Only they own the land. We don't own any land. We think we own land. We don't own any land. We don't have a farm anywhere. We don't have a piece of land anywhere. But the Lord says, come to the land because he's reclaiming all the land. He's taking it away from them. It's very interesting. He's going to drive them. He's going to make a path. He's going to make a place in the bottom of the sea. And that's where he's going to drive them and all those who serve them and all them who complacently allowed all this to happen. The shepherds and so forth will be driven into the sea to receive the plagues of God. For approximately 21 months. He said a time of about a half an hour, which is what the seventh seal is. See, the seventh seal, when it activates at the end of the sixth one, it's going to boom. It's there. He seals the the um, the 144,000 and bam, this comes upon those people for the seven years. I mean, the dominion is taken away for this winter season. And then the manifestation of his plagues comes at the beginning of the morning. But the separation judgment, the seventh seal, begins... It is done here in the time of the, the winter season. They're cursed. And then the manifestation of those plagues comes. Jesus cursed the fig tree and immediately then it started to, to do it. And when did he curse the fig tree? April. He did it as a sign to us. He, understand, if you're not ready by that time, if you've been set aside and you've got everything, if you've survived the war, if you've done all things, you're already going to know your thing. See, the tree had to know to be prepared because the tree was, you know, the first day of the tree is the New Year's of trees every year, which is the 15th of Shabbat. And this tree should have been ready by that time. He was ready to water it and grow it. We got to come out. But these shipmasters, he's telling us here, this is all those people, the congressmen, the senators, the presidents, the, the judges, the lawyers, all these people who participated, all the, the sailors are all those who helped the shipmaster. All the government officials, all the civil servants, all the farmers, all these people who bring their stuff to them to separate, uh, to support their system. 
you know, the road builders, you know, they own all the roads, the highways, for example. They've, they've done all this stuff. And all these people are sailors on the sea. Because they consider the land is nothing more than a ship that's on their sea. The queen owns the sea and all the rivers that go into the sea. And she owns all the land. They're just sailors working for her on this time. They're paying license fees and all that stuff. That we, because we're not living people to her. We're just dead estates. She owns our soul. They take that at the birth through the live birth record and so on. Well, it goes on. He says, you know, uh, every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, sailors and as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, what is like this great city? They threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing and saying, alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth. See, all those that had corporations, that's the ships of the corporation. They have a, This is why it's admiralty law, merchant law. They form everything into corporations. All those who participated in this, the Intel people, the Apple people, the, the you know, Microsoft people, all these people, all these owners, Facebook and all these people, they're ship, you know, they have ships on the sea serving this great city and they're all going to be destroyed for it. The plagues are going to come upon them. He's going to burn the sea. Why is he going to burn it? He's going to burn it by the word of God. He's making known that his word is over theirs and their authority has been taken away. And everything they begin to do will be destroyed. And if they rebel this, he comes in Zechariah 14, 12. He promises them plagues that they're going to have if they come against his city, which is his people that he's setting up, his way of life. If they come against that words of God and the kingdom of God that's coming, that the, he's coming to confirm the covenant of, they're going to be destroyed by that plague of Zechariah 14, 12. They better come to the understanding. They need to meet. They need to hear this message in the halls of Congress and everywhere else. They need to hear the message. If they will not hear it, they're going to be destroyed. If they don't hear God, because they themselves believe that they have set this up on a divine law, but they don't set it up on a divine law. That's a twisted, perverted man's law, just like it was in the time when the, the rabbis destroyed Jesus. These people are trying to destroy God this time and block Jesus from returning. They need, you know, the Antichrist comes later. In Revelation 13, it tells you that the Antichrist reigns with the ten kings. It tells you that in Revelation 17 as well. They come later. It's not now. We have the spirit of Antichrist, but we have the fifth beast kingdom run by Queen Elizabeth and Rothschild and all those who serve them, including the Pope and all the rest of them who serve them. The Vatican is a ship, a big ship. A mother, they call it a mothership. The Queen and her England and her sovereign city of London is the, the crown ship. The crown is the one that has authority over the words. And she's the one determining all these words that the Vatican and them are using. She's in full agreement with it. They've been the Holy Roman Empress in charge of all these things, owner of the sea. This is going to be destroyed. And the Lord is going to seal these people. See, they can't destroy his people till you know, they can want to do these things, but he's going to confuse them because they have to seal the 144,000 before they can do anything, before there can be any turmoils, as he says in Revelation 7. The wind won't blow. He's going to seal these people, and then he's going to bring the punishment on these people. But to get the seal, they have to have the words. 
Joel 2, 12 to 20, John 17, 17. So I pray that they'll understand this. I'm going to end here because it's been very long, but I hope it began to give you an understanding. There's so much wrong, so much to be corrected. You don't have enough time to go through all the paperwork. And if you, even if you did it, what have you done? You've joined the world system. If you've joined it and come out of their system, you've joined them. You haven't joined God's kingdom. You haven't joined the kingdom that's coming. Their kingdom's headed to perdition and destruction and plagues and the rest of that. Total wipeout, total economic collapse, total destruction. That is what their kingdom's coming to. And all those who serve them and all complacently allow them to serve, of those, 1.75 billion of them are going to be destroyed. At this time, by mercy of God, it's not more. Okay, I pray, Lord, that you will help make this message known. Lord, we're pleading because they need to come out to you. We can all be saved if we will turn to you at this time. Everything can be changed. Everything can be brought into the kingdom if there will, because your desire is all men to be saved. You said, dear Lord, the will of God, that's your mother, your sisters, your brothers. You do the will of God and hear in the word of God. And that is the word of God. You desire all men to be saved and come to knowledge of truth. Lord, I've been working all this time to bring forth the truth. I searched out, dear Lord. My desire was to search out the truth. That's what it's always headed is the real truth. Not the earthly truth, but the real truth, your truth. How you do things, how you make things, how you did things. And Lord, you've shown me all that and so much more. And Lord, I pray that you will cause now the people to hear your word. That they can also, dear Lord, be touched by you and allow the word to enter them. Father, we pray they'll understand. Great times are here. It could be so joyous. Your way is joy. Lord, you don't want to have us go through all these pain and troubles. Father, we ask all these things in thy precious name that your spirit will be poured out, that the Father will see that the people need to be pulled. Lord, we know that we are responsible to turn to you. We have to have a heart repenting for all the evil that we've done. And Lord, there's so much I've done. Father, I pray that you'll forgive for that. But Lord, I pray that you'll use us to enable, Lord, to save souls. That, dear Lord, in some way, we might account, dear Lord, for all the sins. That you can wash them away because your name is glorified. Father, allow us to have a chance to do that. Father, without your spirit being poured out, it's not possible. Father, we pray that we've enabled it enough that they might hear it. And I might grow, dear Lord, from this person to that person to another. Lord, word of mouth. Lord, we need the mouth to speak of your words, to ask people, why haven't you taught us the knowledge of truth? Why haven't you taught us his words? What are his words? Why can't you explain them? Do you not have authority from heaven to speak in the higher language of God, the pure language that's reserved for those who are set apart into his kingdom? Why aren't you set apart in his kingdom? Let them begin to ask those questions, Lord. Let him ask, why hasn't these words been taught anywhere in any church in the whole world? And they've been open for 13 and a half years. Why? Why? Why did you guys do this? Didn't you hear the Lord? Didn't you understand that this is the same thing that, that they crucified Jesus for when he came into the world to make known your words, God's words? Let them understand that these shepherds who are blocking this for coming into the churches are just like those rabbis that were destroyed and their nation was taken away. What a shame. Lord, let us repent and come to you before it's too late. And we're so close to being too late. Winter is almost here. Father, we ask this in thy precious and thy holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.